welcome ladies to Cocktails with BT. This is episode six of season two and I am super, super, super excited. I'll tell you why in just a second. Now, if you haven't caught up from episodes one to five, just go to wherever you listen to podcasts and you need to catch up with my amazing conversations with some absolutely phenomenal women. Now, ladies and ladies, today I have in the studio with me, I'm barely sitting still because I'm genuinely excited. I have a woman, she's a doctor, first of all, so I'm going to put that, some respect on that name before I actually continue. You know, in another life, I had dreamt of becoming a surgeon. That was my dream. I was going to be this awesome doctor and I'll enter into a room in like, you know, my skirt suit with my white jacket and my stethoscope. I, I was just going to be so great. But chemistry humbled me and, and that was the end of that vision. So <laughs> I have a high level of respect for anybody that has the title of doctor. But my guest today is a visibility expert for thought leaders. She helps mid to senior level career women get visible on LinkedIn and other channels. She's done amazing work with women of African descent, helping them to become visible on not just global or not just national, but international stages as well for the work that they do. She's coached so many amazing, phenomenal managers across a number of industries including FMCGs and banking and oil and gas and you know management wealth management and technology and she's just absolutely phenomenal she also does some work with corporate clients as well um, she offers coaching services currently uh, and I'll tell you this in a bit I won't really you know but currently something is open that she's doing and I would encourage you to hop on there earlier on this afternoon I was on a zoom call and I was watching her conversation with another amazing lady that she has coached. But before I get ahead of myself, ladies and ladies, please join me in giving a really warm welcome to Dr. Glory Edosian. <laughs> hello, hello everyone. Hi, Bodam. Thank you for that amazing introduction. I'm really excited to be here. I love, I was just watching you speak and I was just like, oh my gosh, she's really, I love her presentation skill. I, I love how you're coming across on the screen. So it's great to be here. I'm excited. Thank you. Thank you. I am excited to have you. And I think let's just go right into it. We know you, you know, you're this wonderful woman who is like bam, 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 all across on the international stages. You speak, you teach, you coach. But when we look at where you sort of started from, right, you have a first degree in geography, for example. And, you know, I think that's such a great place to start. How did you transition from a woman that has a bachelor's degree in geography to this woman now who is speaking and teaching and helping other women as well to grow and to, you know, become visible and stand on this international stage? Who are you and how did you get here? That's <laughs> uh, an interesting question. And as you were asking it, I was kind of being um, introspective and actually saying, really, how did I get here? And I think um, it's probably been a journey of self-discovery getting here because um, it wasn't, it's definitely not a straight path, but I think I'm, I'm where I was meant to be, even though I didn't, I didn't come, come there just like that, but I'm definitely where I'm 
meant to be. Um, so what it was was so I was doing I studied geography, have a master's in information systems, PhD in urban planning and real estate and all of that. And then I worked in corporate, you know, climate change, sustainable, sustainable energy, all of that. Um, but then I wasn't satisfied. I wasn't happy. And so I started wondering, okay, and you know, because I went straight in university, I tell everyone this, because I went, I spent nine years in university going from degree to degree, first to master's to PhD. When I finished school, all I wanted was money. I just wanted to earn money. You know, people were like, okay, are you going to go and research? I just, I don't want to any there. No, because by this time, you can imagine people that I had gone to university with, they had had now five years in their career and they were earning a lot of money. So I was just like, look, I want to be able to travel and buy designer. Like that's where my mind was, you know, I've got to be very honest, you know? So um, I was just looking and then I got a job and I got what seemed to be good money at that time. And I wasn't satisfied. And I was like, what kind of problem is this? Do you understand? How is it that what I was chasing, I've now seemingly gotten it and I'm not satisfied. Um, and so I started looking for women who were doing things that were just off the grain and interesting with their lives. And that is how I found myself here. Obviously, there are a few other gaps, but it was really a journey of admitting, a journey of authenticity and self-rediscovery. So saying to myself, I'm not happy here, but I'm not going to join that rat race of you know, trying to get more money. What is it that's going to make me happy? What is it that I really want to pursue? Um, and when I think about it, you know, when I was in, <laughs> when I was in, God has a sense of humor. When I was in secondary school, my dad wanted me to read medicine. My dad is in the other room. So if he hears me, he will put his head through here. And so what are you saying about me? But my dad wanted me to read medicine. And I was good at biology and chemistry, but I wasn't good at math and physics. And obviously you need that combo. So I remember then I was in, um, GSS3 and I was being put in SS1. And the guidance counselor, he actually came to me, I'll never forget, he said, yet. you are meant to be in social science class. But if I put you in social science class, your father is going to come here tomorrow and I don't want his problem. So what seemed like a diversion, I think I have found my way back to, you know, back to where I need to be. But I, I don't think, so I, I don't, I'm not somebody that will blame my dad or anything like that. I think that journey, I had to take that journey to be the person I am today. So it's never, what I've learned about in life, it's never about the destination. It's always about the person you are becoming. It's never about how much money you earn, the positions, the titles, whatever. It's always about the, per the person you become is much more valuable than, than the, the actual destination. And I think the sooner you understand that, the more fun you will have on your journey. Yeah. Sorry, that's such a long answer. But I love it. No, I love it. And I really love how you ended. It's always about who it is you're becoming. Because you're so right. A lot of the time, we tend to focus on, you know, what am I earning? And what title do I have? And, you know, what shoes am I wearing? And what house am I And all this what, what, what? But we forget that the most important thing is who we are becoming. And that is so powerful. Thank you for sharing that. And so I can see now we've gone from, you know, you're, you're where it is you're meant to be. Can you tell us a bit about how did you catch this vision? How did you, how did it materialize in your heart? Like, what were you doing? Were you just sleeping one day and, you know, you had a dream. I have this overreactive imagination. You had a dream and it was just I like. I wish. <laughs> I wish it was easy. I wish I was sleeping and God woke me up and said, thou art 
step one, step two, step three. But no, it was a lot of trial and error, a lot of failing, a lot of, I remember one time when I started out coaching, when I said, okay, I wanted to be a coach, <laughs> I said as, as a self-confidence coach, right? And I um, I did this event, I was gonna do this event. I wanted 10 people to come. I was charging 10K and all of that, you know, and nobody paid. It's, it's ridiculous to think that this was maybe like four or five years ago, but nobody paid for that event. And my I don't think I have anything that is less than 100K. I don't think I have a product now that is less than 100K that people pay for. That, that's not to say, oh, look at me, but it's just to say, when you, when a, you know, when, when a season has come, it has come, you know, that kind of thing. So I think, how did I get here? I think the fundamental lesson in it is, not being afraid to move forward, not being afraid to try things. I think many times we are waiting for this, hallelujah, you know, yeah. this grand <laughs> thing that comes in and says, you are meant to do this, you should do this and everything. Clarity comes by moving forward. It never comes by standing still, never. So I think um, there, I tried a lot of things. I failed at a lot of things. I also had good people around me who were able to give me advice. Um, and then I would catch things, I would catch things, I would try it, I would follow my face, I would be successful, I would learn the lessons and keep going. I think there's still so many more lessons for me to learn, um, but I'm learning also to be patient with myself. So I think, yeah, fundamentally, I found myself here by being open to failing, by being, it's very difficult, so I'm not gonna say it's easy to fail, <laughs> by being open to failing, being, being having a teachable spirit, not giving up, and then believing that, Believing that there was there's something for me in what I was doing, believing that God had made a way for me. I think that if I didn't, if I didn't have some level of faith that God was taking care of me and would take care of me, I don't think I would have been as bold as I as I've been. I love it. Oh gosh, I love it. That is so precious. I, I what I hear from you is we need to keep on moving forward not to wait for that. And a lot of women hold ourselves back, isn't it? Waiting for this perfect moment and all the lines to fall in perfect places before we literally take a, st take a step forward. I beg your pardon. So it's for us to just move and get on that journey. And that's so fun. Have trust and faith, you know, that, yeah, that God's going to take care of us, that he's got us at the end of the day. Amazing. Well, so let's see, you've got this vision. You started, yeah, okay, people are not paying for the 10,000 thing. Now you're here. People are paying you, you know, hundreds of thousands or whatever mm -hmm. to coach them and train them. How did you sort of make that transition mentally from becoming a woman that was doing a one-man business to a woman who's sort of running an organization? You have nine to five chick as well that you founded and that you're running. How did you make that mental transition? And then how did you set up the systems in place to support that growth? So I'm laughing because that is still a journey. I'm not going to lie to you. Um, I think fundamentally the mindset shift that I made was that I'm, I'm not running. When I think about where I want to go, right? And this, the, the kind of billboard that I'm looking at where I want to go, it's a it's a conglomerate. It's an it's it's a big organization. It's a legacy institution. It is the one where my grandchildren will have a job in the commerce departments or in that department. When I think about it, so then the, the way I treat things has to change. And I'm I'm going to be very honest. I have I have no skill in business. 
Had my when I started, don't do, I don't know anything, don't know. I'm still learning, you know. So that's why I was laughing because it's a transition. I'm not going to tell you, oh, I did once, I did structure, I have this template. I'm still learning and I'm making mistakes, but I'm I'm learning. Um, but I think it fundamentally, and which is what you said about mindset, is making that mindset shift of where are you going, where you're going, what does it look like, and what do you what can you do now to be able to, I mean, so for example, even I'm, I'm such a, I'm a doer. So I'm the kind of person that I would think of an idea, I'll just go, I'll just go. Now I'm learning that <laughs> if you're running a, a, a multi-million dollar organization, which by God's grace, I will run one day. Um, it's not about movements. <laughs> you have to think. So I'm now in that space where I'm getting the mind of the CEO, you know, and I think also I've been very lucky that, you know, my clients coach me without knowing. So the other day I was talking to one of my clients with a guy and he was saying, oh, he's so busy. He doesn't have thinking time. And I was thinking, ah, thinking time, what's that? <laughs> and he was like, yeah, you know, I need time to sit down and think. And so now it's on my agenda. I need thinking time. I need time to, because I realize I'm always on the move, but I need to sit down and think. So a lot of the plans I have this year, I'm thinking, in fact, just before our call, one of the things I was doing was thinking, okay, thinking about this line thinking about that. So it's about making that, I think the first thing, a lot of times we, we are expecting action outside of ourselves, but the, 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 the biggest change needs to happen internally. And that is, that is what's happening with me now. Oh, I love it. I love it. Internal change that births external manifestation. So, uh, <laughs> so good. I love it. I love it. And oh my goodness. I mean, I'm, I was getting so many gems from that. The thing you were saying about creating thinking time and it goes to quiet. And one of, I have it on one of my doors over there, um, some words for the year. And one of the words there is quiet. You know, because we get into, we do so much and we're online so often and we're meeting other people, but really just creating that space to be and to hear yourself and to see what that vision is. And I really love how you said you're creating and cultivating the mindset of a CEO, of a multi-million dollar um, conglomerate. So you can't just afford to be anyhow or do anyhow. You know, there are rules that you need to play by, which is which is absolutely amazing. And one of the things I wanted to ask you, Dr. How do you stay motivated? Now, you, you're first of all, you're in Africa, and that one it needs. I love my continent, but it needs a special amount of grace, you know, to manage. And then dealing with, you know, maybe staff and dealing with because you have a vision in your mind, and you've seen where this wants to go, right? You've seen it. You've seen it so clearly. Like this is where I want to be. And then sometimes you see where it is that it is. And you're like, okay, it's doing great, but it's still such a far away from where I want to go. You know, how do you keep that can-do spirit? Like we're getting there. How, what, what, how do you recharge when it's just like, I just want to stay in bed and relax and be taken care of? <laughs> you know? oh, girl, I have those days. So um, I think, I remember one, it was either two years ago, I was, I was talking, having a conversation with my dad. And I remember crying and I was saying to him that the gap between where I am and where I want to be is so wide. And I don't know whether I would ever cross it. Um, now, reflecting on that conversation, um, I see that I was measuring the wrong thing. And it goes back to what I was saying earlier. It's, it's never about the destination. It's about the person I'm becoming. You see, I'm realizing that a lot of times we are chasing things 
But the, the fundamental thing is to become the person that attracts the things we want. So again, Doctor, what? I need you to say it again. <laughs> many times we are, you are we are chasing things, but the most important thing is to become the person that attracts those things. So you know, how do I stay motivated? I'm becoming the person that is attracting. I'm focusing on becoming that person. Um, sometimes that 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 transition is difficult because you look at your account balance. One staff will annoy. I mean, like. Two hours ago, I was shouting at somebody like, I don't understand what, I mean, what's going on? Like I was having, you know, that conversation, you know, with somebody. So obviously I oscillate between <laughs> those two, I'm going to be honest, but fundamentally, I think, okay. So one of the things I've been doing this year, trying to wake up earlier, have my quiet time, um, exercise, trying to find time to put in my thinking and reading time. And that has made me more productive than I was last year. So you see, it wasn't about adding more things to my, because one of the things I started also doing was taking my, my intimacy time with God a bit more seriously. So wanting to pray long for a longer time, you know, and, you know, more frequently, which is taking time out of my day, supposedly, right? But it's not about that. It's, the, it's about the person I'm becoming. And I found as I'm doing that, I'm getting more productive. There's still a few gaps. I'm still not quite there, but it's about the person I'm becoming. And I find that when I do that, when I get that morning routine right, ah, I shoot during my day. Do you understand? I'm I'm doing this, I'm executing, I'm all of that. My to-do list is still from here to you know the next door, but I'm still I, I feel I feel so much better about myself. I feel so much better about life. I have a better outlook you know, and then I'm concentrating on things that are even outside of work, you know, my friendships, you know, thinking about, okay, how do I find love? What are, what are the things that I need to do? You know? So again, it's about the person that you're becoming. And if you focus on that, you will find the, the school, the skills, the time, the appetite to be productive and chase after your dreams. My goodness. I love it. I love it. <laughs> Honestly, I'm just like blown. I'm I'm so excited that I'm the first one running <laughs> this because I can listen to it again. But uh, you know what you said about having your morning routine down, for example, that's like your 80% that births your 20, or how does it go? Your 20% that births your 80, isn't it? And it's so amazing. And I think it's really just understanding for us to understand how to prioritize the right things in that in this process of becoming not just and what works for you might not work for person b or person c but really to understand yourself and understand your own journey and that's how you sort of stay plugged in and motivated i really really love it very true true. your dad a lot you know and i can (laughs) you don't even have to tell me it's a really wonderful loving relationship which is amazing and that sort of leads me into my next question which is around mentors and advisors and that support system as you're building this conglomerate and how 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 does that work in your life so i've been very lucky um in terms of mentorship so i've had informal mentors right so people that i've met that have mentored me along but i'm also one of the things i'm very I, i would say very good at is having people mentor me from afar that don't know that they are mentoring me so I have many people whose businesses I follow, whose, you know, 
and this is not a anything against anyone, but you know, something will happen on social media that is big, and I won't know for two days because of the people I'm following, they, that's not what they are doing. <laughs> Do you understand? I don't know that somebody will, in fact, people used to ask me, Are you in this Lagos? <laughs> are you in this Lagos? I don't know this, you know, but I'm looking at what these people are doing and I'm saying, Okay, this is okay, that's a good idea. Okay, that's a good idea. That's a good idea. Do you understand? So, um, I think it's it's both ways. So, I've had one-on-one mentors um in three informal structures also i'm not afraid to ask for help i'm somebody that is never afraid so you don't have to be my mentor for me to come to you and say look i'm struggling with this or can you introduce me to this i'm never afraid to ask for help i'm never afraid to admit i don't know something um so i always ask people and i think having that kind of mindset remember i was saying earlier about having a teachable spirit having that kind of mindset has been very helpful to me but I, i think another thing is this right because i i'm i'm good at networking and i'm good at show, talking about what i do constantly people are always either offering me advice or connecting me to opportunities that i need right so that's something that has also helped as well so it's a it's a combination of different things you know and what i always tell people is this when it comes to mentors and all of that a mentor is not going to come and look for you you have to look for a mentor so you have to continuously put yourself in places where the people who have done the things you want to do are mm-hmm. if you if you are not if you're not good at going for events and everything you don't have to go for every event you don't have to go the people who have achieved what you want to achieve where they go just be turning up there you will find your mentors you will find your sponsors but when you turn up there please don't be a painting don't be a wallflower introduce yourself to people let people know what you're doing ask questions interact build relationships you will find your mentors you will find your sponsors you will find your board of advisors you will find your circle your core team you will find everything there i love it dr glory and i'm going to lean on that so you say go to these events let's assume you know you hear something's happening somewhere and you know you have you get an invite and you show up and you see this person that you've been admiring and you're like oh my goodness you know i want to just introduce myself and you go to you know you extend that thing you go and introduce yourself and let's say you get shut down like the person is rude a person is like i don't know you you know leave my face or something how has that ever happened to you like have you ever this how do you deal? How do you navigate? You move on. You move on. First of all, you have to extend people grace. Mm. People are going through things that you you have no idea about. Just because somebody is on the pe- on a pedestal, people look up. Doesn't mean that they don't have their own drama, their own issues. Maybe they just fought with their husband. Maybe they are having issues with money. Maybe they are having issues on the job. You have to extend people grace. Do you understand? So that somebody shut you down does not automatically mean that person is mean or that the rest of people you admire are going to be mean. So that's the first thing, extend people grace. And another thing I do, I have more, because I always have more than one person that I admire, right? So who is in the room? If you shut me down, go to the next person. I love what? <laughs> like, you have to, another thing is, I've, I've come to that space where I realize that when people are mean to me, it's not always a reflection of me. It's also a reflection of them. So I don't know what you went through that day. Maybe you gave a talk and you felt like you didn't, your talk didn't hit the mark. Maybe you are stressed, maybe you are tired, maybe you want to go home, maybe you haven't eaten. Let's move on. I go straight to the next. I remember one time I went for this conference and um, we were having um, brunch. There were these two ladies, you know, and I remember I was talking to them, oh, what do you do, blah, 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 blah. And if you see the way, you would have thought it was a fly that perched on their shoulders. As they were judging like this, I just turned. <laughs> <laughs> How are you? I said just a few people beside me. I can't, 
I can't, I can't deal. Do you understand? Because this is another thing. I think when you're networking, there must be some level of confidence and understanding of your value that you bring. I know that I'm not a fly that came and pet you on the shoulder. I know that because I'm here, you know, network, we came for a networking event. Why are you not networking? The issue is not me, it's you. Do you understand? The issue is not me, it's you. But I have gone for events before where, I remember once I went for this, my first time at the World Economic Forum um, on, on Africa Conference. I entered that room and hey, God, I said, Gloria, how did you enter here? <laughs> There's a mistake. I couldn't talk to anyone. I was, I was just there. Just like, mm-hmm. And I saw people hobnobbing, collecting cards. That day, I remember I left the event early and I went back to my hotel room and I just felt like a failure. Just like, I couldn't, I just couldn't. And I realized that the problem, the problem was not people in the room. The problem was me. I didn't think I was good enough to be in that room. So I had to work on me. So it's never about the person. So if they shut you down, move to the next person. Next person shut you down, move to the next person. You will find your own tribe. You find your and you will meet. Look, I will never forget. I went for one conference. I won't name the conference. And I met one woman. And when I read her bio, I was like, what? This is who I want to be. I went to meet her. I was like, and I was foolish actually at that point. I was just like, I just love you. I was gushing over her. <laughs> and I was like, I just love for you to mentor me, blah, 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 blah. And she's like, right now, I don't have time. Like, she shot me down. You know when they say, aim, point, and kill. She shot me down. Three years later, this woman invited me to be on something with her. I she doesn't, remember. She doesn't remember she met me. She doesn't remember anything. We chat now. We chat on Instagram. She doesn't remember. She said, oh, Gloria, do such a great job. No clue. No clue. Wow. Like, maybe me to have done it to somebody, and maybe I've shot somebody down now. And his life, his life. But she's a nice, she's a nice woman. She's nice. She's nice. I love it. I love it. And <laughs> behind what you're even saying is the two things of it's twofold of um, being resilient, really, which is what I hear you saying a lot. And the second is not to take everything so seriously. Like, it's not life is not that it's not that hard, isn't it? Take life seriously. It will, it will make you a joker. <laughs> it will turn you into a joker. <laughs> you, actually, you just have to. You just have to. You just have to. Yeah. Oh gosh, I love it. I love it, Doctor Gloria. I'm gonna start wrapping up now because I, I can't even believe we've been speaking for this long. It's just oh, wow. But I think I, maybe two, three more questions before I let you go. And the first is, I know recently you celebrated this landmark age, right? And <laughs> you don't look it, by the way. But <laughs> you, um, when you're looking back now, as you reflect back, maybe as a, a young lady in your 20s or in your teenage years, what are those top two, three things? If you were to sit with a younger version of yourself, what would you tell yourself? What are the two, three things you tell yourself in hindsight? I don't know that you want you want your listeners to hear this, but I'm going to be honest. Yeah. You know, number one, have more fun. Oh my God. Yes. Have more fun. I feel like I didn't have enough fun, you know? And now I'm just like, Kai, I wish I had had more fun. I wish I had traveled more, you know, have more fun. Um, cement, I wouldn't have told myself this, but I think it's important to say it cement close friendships because you will need them oh my god you will need friends friends and sisters on this journey so that's the first thing i would say the next thing i would say is trust god more you know 
But there are things I prayed for 20 years ago that I have now. And I can't believe God. You know? <laughs> you know, <laughs> I don't even know what I don't even know how to explain it. Like the even things I didn't think to pray about, I have them now. And it's just like trust God more. Trust, just trust God more. Don't be so, I was so scared. I was so afraid. I was so worried about my future. I was, ah. So that's what I'm saying. Trust God more. It's actually going to be okay. The third thing I would say is, um, I think those are the first, the, trust God more and have fun. Yeah, trust God more and have fun. I think those are, those are the top two things I would say that I can think of now. I love it. I love it. Trust God more and have fun. Indeed, honestly, and really, those are words to live by. I tell you. <laughs> <laughs> love it love it if you had to give and these are just quick fire questions now as we wrap up uh what would you say is your favorite book so think all the things you've read favorite or maybe not favorite because i know you might have a couple of favorites but what book would you say you know what must read <laughs> um the joys of motherhood by buchi emechata okay um it, i know it's a strange one to mention but the book it's well written it's it's it took it took part of my soul with it. <laughs> that book, um, the joys of motherhood, um, a splendid thousand sons by Khalid Hussein. Um, those two books. Let me see another book that has. I think those two books are what come to mind right now, and I know that they are they are fictional books, um, but in terms of like work style books, ah, how can I forget Daniel Presley. Um, the oh, what's the title of this book now? Um, Becoming a Person of Influence, Daniel Presley. I think you should read that book once a year. <laughs> I think you should read that person. In terms of work, work building your personal brand, it's a great book. I follow Daniel Presley everywhere he's going in this world. This is one of my mentors. I, I turn up, anyways, if doing webinar, anything I follow, right? Um, so those, those two, yes, I would say those three rather. Fantastic. Thank you. And I know you're saying you're trying to, you know, you'd have said have more fun, but outside of work, when you're not working or playing, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> what would you do? You know what? Even if you don't do it currently, if you want to dream about 2022, we've just started. What, do you, what are you going to do more of? Travel. What am I going to do more of travel? What I currently do when I'm not working is Netflix. Netflix. And so I think for me, what it is, is that for my day to day work, I'm constantly talking. So for entertainment, I don't want to speak. <laughs> so Netflix and chill. I eat a lot. I love food. I'm such a foodie. Um, but what I would love to do more of this year is definitely travel. Yeah. Awesome, awesome, awesome. And last question from me. What is your big audacious 2030 dream? I like hearing this one. So if you think of the year 2030, What's that? And it doesn't have to be a personal dream. It could be a dream for your industry, a dream for Africa, a dream for women in general. What's that big audacious dream? 2030 dream. <laughs> Sorry, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be um selfish. I'm not gonna tell you my dream for Africa and all of those things, world peace and everything. I'm just gonna tell you my dream. Um, I wanna be running the largest media company for women in Africa and running a company that is worth a billion dollars in 10 yeah in 12, that's eight years from now yeah yes. i love it i love it we're releasing literally our faith with you yeah. that that's what we're going to be celebrating by god's grace in 2030 
thank you. It has been such a joy speaking with you. Thank you. Happy laughter and you know <laughs> your deep wisdom that's couched in such simple terms. I've had an amazing time and I know everyone who's going to listen to this as well is going to really enjoy it uh, as well. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I can't believe, I mean, I was when you were saying you were wrapping up, I was like, no, ask me more questions. I had a blast. Um, thank you for having me. It's a, it's a great break to talk about something other than visibility and just reflect on life's lessons and learning. So thank you for having me. It was, it was amazing. Oh, Dr. Gray, before you go, please tell us about the LinkedIn um, and personal branding visibility. I need you to just, just speak a bit about that. Yes. Okay. So the LinkedIn visibility and content strategy program is my signature program where I help um, female leaders build global visible thought leadership brands um, using LinkedIn and other platforms. What we do is we do three things. We help you to discover your brand and communicate it in a powerful way, teach you how to build global networks and how to write thought leadership content that showcases your expertise. Love it, love it, love it. And it's currently open. It's closing on Sunday. Um, yes. Don't get in this batch. Please plan to get in the next batch if you if you if you want that kind of thing. Awesome, awesome, Dr. Glory. I'm gonna let you have the rest of your afternoon and the rest of your evening. Thank you so much once again, ladies. This has been absolutely phenomenal, and I'm super excited to have had this conversation. As you listen, give me your feedback, send me messages, send me all sorts. I'm also going to put Dr. Glory's links um, where you can follow her on Instagram and on LinkedIn. I'll pop it in the description of the podcast and of the YouTube video also so that you can go send your love directly to her. Have Aww. a time. <laughs> and until next time, stay safe and remain beautiful.